Hello, my name is Mark Rothery, so welcome to the message part of this stream service brought to you by Jubilee Church from Hull, United Kingdom. If you're a visitor watching this, then you're very welcome. And if you're part of Jubilee Church, then of course you're equally welcome. And it's great as we move forward with the unlocking of lockdown restrictions and what that means for us as, as a church and how we interpret how best to move forward at these times. It's great that we've now got the opportunity on a Sunday to gather with one other household grouping and watch the stream service together indoors, unless, unless anybody's in the shielding group. So, so it'd be my encouragement to you guys to say, you know, to think about who could you invite next week to come and watch the, the meeting with you in your house, or who could you try and angle to get yourselves invited over to their house to watch the service together. So this morning, we're going to continue our series in Philippians and we're going to be looking at Philippians 2 verses 19 to 30 and we're going to be looking at two people who are considered to be heroes in the faith. We're going to be looking at Timothy and we're going to be looking at Epaphroditus. I'm going to start by reading the passage with the verses that refer to Timothy. I'll put the words upon the screen and then I'll read it off the top. Okay, see you there in a second. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I've no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because, as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope therefore to send him as soon as I can, and I'll see how things go with me. And I'm confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. So we're going to look at these two characters, Timothy and Epaphroditus. And today I'm just going to draw out just one aspect for both of them, for us to think about, for us to focus on. Now these people are described as, as heroes in the faith. And, you know, when, when you're a kid, uh, most of us have some kind of heroes. What I love about Jubilee is, is we're proud of where we came from. You know, Steve will talk about his upbringing in southern England. We'll have people, we have people in, in Jubilee Church that are from nations all over the world and they will talk with pride about the nations they're from and their upbringing. For me, the, this area, Yorkshire, is, is the area of my upbringing. So when I was a child in the 1970s in Yorkshire, I had a hero. It was Geoffrey Boycott. Now, if you don't know cricket, that, that name will mean nothing to you, but this man was a batsman and you could not get a five pound note in between this man's bat and his pad. And he scored a lot of runs. Um, but as I became a little bit older, I began to realize that this man wasn't necessarily the perfect idol. Uh, he, he had a habit as a batsman of getting his fellow colleagues run out in order that he could get a few more runs. And, and he was well known for being rude and curmudgeonly with reporters and autograph hunters. In fact, when I, when I was a kid at Scarborough Cricket Ground, he was there playing and I tried to get his autograph and he literally uh, trod on my feet as he barged past me to get to the pavilion. Um, so that's, that's what happens in life. And as we get older and as we mature, we, we lose this sense of hero worship because we begin to recognise that people are people and they have flaws, but this idea that we follow people and want to be like them, actually, it carries on. And even if we don't know it, 
even if we don't know it, I think, I think the modern phrase would be the social media influencers. We are influenced by others, whether or not we choose to be, whether or not it's conscious. There's a whole thing in kind of like group dynamics about convergence. And when you look at businesses, it's a well-known fact that when you put people in a team together, they start to converge. They start to pick up each other's characteristics, each other's habits. And, and what I want us to do in terms of Timothy and Epaphroditus, and, and generally when we're looking at characters in the Bible, is I want us to be really intentional to say, I don't want to be influenced by people subconsciously. I want to be explicitly choosing to be influenced by figures of faith, people who've got something that I can learn from. I want to be molded by other people who follow Jesus. So let's look at that, these two characters. Let's start with Timothy. So the thing that I want to draw out about Timothy, and there was a clue, of course, in the highlighting, is that he was someone who served. It also says in that same passage that Timothy did not look out for his own interests. And to me, that's just such a great way of explaining what service really is. Service is not so much about what you are doing, the activity or the thought or, or whatever it is, the mindset. Serving is about when rather than following something for your own interests, you do something for the interests of others. Uh, it, says, it says in the Gospels that you can only serve one master. You can't serve two masters. You'll serve one, but you'll hate the other. The, the picture that we're looking at on the screen is the album cover, Slow Train Coming, from a, an album by Bob Dylan. And on that album, there's a track called You're Gonna Serve. And it's basically saying, in life, we're going to serve someone. Whether we want to or not, we are going to serve someone. And that could either be ourselves and our own interests, or it could be laying down our own interests in order to serve others. So that's the great character uh, quality that Timothy has, that he laid down his own interests to serve those of Jesus Christ. We're going to move on now and we're going to look at the scripture that tells us more about Epaphroditus. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, who you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him and not only on him, but also on me to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I'm all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad and may have less anxiety. So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honour people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. So just those two words that are highlighted, fellow soldier. Paul is describing Epaphroditus as a fellow soldier. And those two words... I want us to, to look at them and to take from them a couple of things. So soldier, you know, we're not involved in something that is casual. You know, the use of language is, is fascinating and it reminds us that we are involved in a quest, actually a conquest, a conquest of darkness as together we take, we take ground for the kingdom of heaven and we take ground from 
the kingdom of darkness. And that other word, fellow, that idea of joining, that, that you and me as Christians, we're not called to be independent. We're not called to a solo mission, but we're called to fellowship. Fellowship with God and fellowship with each other. So, so let's be really intentional about choosing to follow the examples that we see. Let's be really intentional about the influences on our lives. And let's be encouraged by the examples of Epaphroditus and of Timothy. Thank you, everyone.